Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e ruleset, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Who is that? She looks peaceful. And... Happy. Wait, you know that face. Familiar. Where did you see her before? So familiar. Enzo. That deep voice. Instantly you recall the vision from Glavist after teleporting out of the mine. That woman sleeping before you is your sister-in-law, Arthur's wife. Yes, Enzo. You turn to look behind you to the source of that voice, and instead of seeing that being on the giant scorpion, you see Arthur, and your brother looks lovingly at his sweet sleeping wife. Then your brother speaks again. So innocent, loving. Arthur then turns to look at you. The spark, Enzo. You watch as Arthur raises his arm, stretching it out towards you. You were instructed. Bring it to the city of Scorpions, and now... What have you done? With the other hand... Okay, sorry. sorry. Yep, keep going. With his other hand, you watch as your brother rakes his fingernails, no, his claws, and slashes a gash along his exposed arm. Blood quickly begins to drip and pool on the floor at your feet, and the voice speaking through your brother, it grins as it says, Shall I hurt her? (laughs) It stares at you as the blood pools. Well, um, as I see it, uh, if you hurt her, you're losing any kind of leverage you have, don't you think? He looks at you for a long moment and then he says, Recover what you lost, then the city of Scorpions, Enzo, and have a care. The bitch. Damn it, she is close. You, work, you watch as your brother's face softens and his eyes begin to tear. Suddenly he falls to his knees and as his deep sobs of pain begin to fade, motes of light flash in your eyes and resolve to the shape of a celestial female wreathed in flames. You seem to be looking at this being from a position near her ankles. The flames do not seem to bother her and her attention is elsewhere. You see the fingers of her right hand flick. Light blinds your eyes and the vision... It ends. A cry pierces the sky and wakes you up from your nightmare. You find yourself back in the inn, back in your room's bed. My sheets are sweaty, I would assume. They are indeed. So, they are finished, their surgeon. Ah, you're awake. Well, then hello again. It seems we are bound by destiny. Instantly, your attention focuses on the shadowed corner of your room, the location of the voice, and there you see dimly glowing red eyes. The same female catfolk you saw some hours earlier steps out into the moon's light that, that is cast through your window. She gives you a nod. Welcome, Fat May. I uh, wasn't expecting you here. <laughs> Not Fatima. I am a heat. A heat demure. Ah, I apologize. 
The female catfolk sweeps her arm out and she bows deeply before you, but her eyes never leave your face. And the twinkle with it and her eyes twinkle with an emotion that touches her smile. As she stands up again, she sniffs the air. Tell me, stranger, your heart. It beats so quickly, and you carry the smell of fear. Do you awaken from nightmare? Well, I mean, I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. It seemed like a, a nightmare, but uh, I also don't appreciate uh, waking up to find someone else in my room. That'll make any heart a flutter, especially the one that looks like you. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, listen, my friend, I've introduced myself. If you don't mind, could I know who you are? I go by many names, but most people call me Thorn. Nice to meet you, Thorn. You travel with an eclectic group, albino, yourself being devil-marked, and of all things, a furbolg. And then there's, of course, the Hujin, but very eclectic. And uh, the uh, point of that is... I'm curious, where do you come from? All over, to be fair. To be fair, huh? You have the sound of Nurya Natal in your voice. Are you from the Empire? You must be. Hello. I, I have been to quite a few places. I like to uh, travel and investigate things. I see, of course, the spirit of the adventurer. Can I ask, who are your parents? You may ask, but I don't think I have to tell you. No, but still. Can, can I cast um, my Detect Thought spell? Yeah, totally. I gotta right. switch. It <laughs> takes me a second to turn off the <laughs> voice changer. Right. Yeah, of course. So you cast uh, Detect Thoughts. And, and I, I don't know if it's got somatic or visual, but she's staring at you as you do it. And, and she doesn't do anything. She just smiles. And you get the imp impression um, where you can clearly understand that she is very curious to know who you are, to find out... Uh, she's she's got a, numerous questions in her mind to learn more about you and the group that you travel with so i'm i'm only going to be skimming surface thoughts so she won't notice that okay say I, I won't be delving deeper that doesn't come with um like some kind of somatic gesture or something when you do it i'm just going to find out makes it hard when i'm not on fantasy grounds where i can yeah, yeah, it no, up straight no away i got you uh, yeah, it's got it's vo voice, somatic, and material. Well, I would I would try and set up some sort of um, okay. So it's a bit of a sponge. Um, oh no, that's something else. Hang on. But it's 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 fine. She would have noticed uh, any whisper you made or any somatic gesture. Sure, but I, I would be trying to hide it per se. Like I would go. Well, look, um, you seem to. Uh, have me a bit of a disadvantage. Uh, you okay if I uh, freshen up first? Of course. Take your time. I'm here. I just would like to speak with you for a bit. That's all. So I would then go over to the wash basin. I don't know whether that's in another room, if it's in the same yeah, room. It'll, basically, it'll a, yeah. Back to her while, yeah. while I freshen up and, and at the same time quickly cast the spell. Cast the spell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you would surface wise you would uh just catch that she's extremely curious um you do not sense malintent in her surface thoughts okay um all right so um, i'll come back and i'll sit down well yes we we are a, an eclectic group and uh it is uh one of those things where we come together by necessity you understand yes of course i do i do look i don't come here as i said destiny seems to have brought us together 
My lady has asked me to come visit you. That is... Is is this the person that you're indebted to? You could say indebted, but no, we... I am... I am one of her lieutenants. I am one of her... uh, The people that she asks to do things often. That is Lady Alasha, of course. So what, what is she thinking? What is she thinking? Is she thinking the same thing? Or is there... So basically, I want to try and ask questions to try and get a little bit of insight from her without her knowing. So you would get that as she talks about her mistress, um, on a surface, you see lots of, um, I guess, thoughts of, of, I don't want to say joy and happiness, but a lot of respect, uh, a lot of... um, like someone that you know is like a really good boss so loyalty loyalty and respect yeah that would be the first and foremost uh, okay. thoughts yep, yep. yeah that's the word good boss good boss okay i see and um i mean apologies if i'm prying but it it seems odd that uh, someone would be so um enamored with uh, someone such as her being um, for all intents and purposes a a blood-sucking demon hmm well I mean if you look in a mirror you too have the blood of a demon still the thing is what you had not so long ago or what Gertrude had taken from you not sure what the story is there, but it is an artifact of quite power. And my lady, my mistress, she is really curious how it came into your hands. Because clearly, there is someone who is interested in you. There is a presence that lurks about you. Oh, you noticed? I myself, no. She, yes. I'm surprised she hasn't noticed that there is more than one presence. She has. And what does she think of those presences? That's why I'm here. To talk and find out more about who you are. I mean, you are devil-marked. So clearly one of your parents is of devilish origin or demonic origin. Hence why I was curious to find out who your parents are. I'd like to keep those sorts of information close to heart, um, especially with people I don't really know. I see. I you see. understand. I do get it. But I mean, your coloring too is a puzzle. I don't think many of the devil marked share your complexion. Not no, that I've seen. I, I tend to uh, seem a little um, off kilter. That is true. And it looks like... She nods towards your forehead. I have the feeling that you are cutting your horns. Oh, this. Well, let... Um, I have had trouble with them in the past, so... It, it can be good to, uh... Have the ability to, uh... Prevent anyone from seeing them. Indeed. Indeed. I see your point. And is it you? I think it must be you. And she holds out her hand. And in her hand you can see uh, the, the black remains of a squished scorpion. They follow you. There's quite a few around the inn, in fact. Is she, what, what is she thinking while she's saying this? She's on her thoughts. You can you can see that she's puzzled, and you have uh, uh, on her surface you catch just these the hint of an image of a well a devilish looking creature that has scorpion tails, but is clearly uh, potentially a demonic or something like this. 
Look, I, I have seen those before. I thought they were common in, in this area. If that isn't the case, that is a is a war a worry to be sure. Indeed, they're common. Very common. I mean, you can I, find I, them. I feel I feel like um, it's a bit of one way traffic here. I would think it'd be a question for a question, don't you think? Oh, of course, of course. Please, you have a question? So, uh, how long have you been in service to this uh, Lady Alashra? Oh, it's close to a century now. Perhaps nearly a century and a half. And, uh, I mean, you are asking about my past, but uh, what brought you to her? Ah, well, that is a long story indeed. Perhaps if we become better acquainted, I might share that with you. Does she think it though? When you try to catch that thought, uh, you get the feeling that she shuts that bit of that that thought process down and and to to follow it you would have to probe deeper yeah i'm not going to probe deeper but i just yeah. want to see whether um there is any it's like is there any emotions attached to it like with the fear or happiness or something like that um no well sadness you just got the brief briefest gl uh, hint of sadness Right before okay. before she locked the memory or, or the thought down. Okay, that's good. Well, um, I think I've asked a few questions. You can ask away again if you'd like. I'm just extremely curious. An artifact like that—they're not easy come by. And I mean, eclectic group. You and your group seem strong, but that is a very powerful object. And. She looks out the window, uh, looking up at the sky. You heard them from earlier this evening. Last one just a moment ago. And what is them? The griffins. And as soon as she mentions griffins, you recall that uh, a portion of the Perbastet military has some phalanx. There's a, a part... A part of the military is a flight portion, and they have a couple of squadrons or phalanxes of of griffins. And so th that sound now that you couldn't put your finger on before just strikes home and you're like, oh, bloody hell, the griffins, there was griffins out. And why would, why would the griffins be out? Why would they be circling? A very good question. The griffins... They themselves are, well, Warlord Rykar has, is one of the generals who, who controls that division, him with another general. I'm, that they were out above the hunt, flying as they were, looking, it seems to indicate that maybe the Warlord was aware of something, I'm not sure. My mistress hasn't said. I see. What what is what is her surface thoughts on um, i.e. opinion of the warlord? Um when she says Rykar, you can you can feel there's a bit of respect in her voice, but at the same time um or or you can feel that on on her surface thoughts as well as a little bit of um like is it animosity? Are they... Not animosity, like respect, but at the same time, you know, when they're not exactly friends, but not enemies. I don't want to say frenemies, but kind of. They're neutral towards each other. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Just looking for leverage here. Yep. I'm just actually trying to. Re there, <laughs> there, there is a name of the other general. And I'm trying to freaking remember it here in this because uh, I got I know I've got a story entry for the general. Uh, just give me a second here. I'm sure it's there. 
whatever. He asked a question that I didn't have the answer for in my mind. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm just like, okay, what's the story entry? This is the one thing that I don't like about Fantasy Grounds in the story entries is uh, if you don't remember the title, you're screwed because it doesn't search the, um, I get the I, what do you call it? The, the, the content the of content. the story entry. Yeah, yeah. okay. Which is a pain in the ass. I would have thought you'd have it linked off the person. But, uh, I had a number of things linked off. That is one bit I didn't. Well, you caught go. me. Uh, I mean, here, I think you did more military. Anyway. That's the word I should have looked for. Uh, so she would indicate that. Yes, the 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 Griffins are part of the Sky Guard. In General Rykar. Uh, I'm not sure if he would have sent it out or Lord Gozra, who is, well, he's the main leader of the Sky Division. Other than, of course, the Goddess Queen. She runs it all, so they say. I see. Now, a question for you. I appreciate that you mean to uh, repair that uh, canopic jar um, because those uh, effects nearby can be quite debilitating. Um, however, um, I would assume that you understand that that uh, item is ours uh, to keep. Well, to that end, the Lady Alasha has also asked me to, although I said before, you're more than welcome to come to the Pallid Court. She has specifically asked that you attend tomorrow night on the New Year's Eve. Okay. Does, is there any anything that would uh, reveal as the reason to why? In her thoughts? No, there is nothing there other than the... You don't catch anything other than the invitation. Okay. So she may not know herself. Well, that's... Possibly. Uh, is it... Is she saying um, me specifically or uh, the group? Are you asking that question? Uh, well, um, with, the, with the way she stated it, I, I mean, I can ask it in, in character too. Insight-wise, you, you would think she's ask, she's implying the group. Right, okay, cool. Uh, seems uh, rather fast, but um, will it be ready by then? Uh, to be true, I didn't think that Although I did extend the invitation, I was thinking that perhaps you would come the next time there was a ball. Uh, this is earlier than I would have thought. But the lady will do as she will. I would suggest that you attend. Well, I mean, these sorts of choices aren't mine alone. It's a discussion I'll have to have with my colleagues. I see. Well, look. I don't want to keep you. Uh, still, I, I can't help. I mean, we've talked a little bit. I know a little bit more about you and your group. But please, if you don't mind, could you tell me the names of your companions? I don't see harm in that, but I would uh, please uh, appreciate that you don't approach them like you have me. Understood. I will not. As a group would be much safer. You may find that uh, the others of the group may respond in a rather uh, offensive manner. I see. Still, their names? Okay, well, the bird folk, um, her name is Clicker. Um, that uh, Albino, um, his name is Cal, from what I can uh, recall. And uh, finally, um, the uh, uh, Furbog, her name is um, <laughs> Volga. I see. There, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been with these companions a long time? 
Long enough, yes. I see. And those griffins meant nothing to you? Those griffins are a thing that I am um, only suddenly aware of. It seems you've caught the interest of a few people of significant rank. Still, how mu- You're not from Pervastet. I don't think you are. I have a passing interest in this city. I've been here before. Mm, I see. But, and you've heard of the Goddess Queen, yes? Of, of course. Have you, do you, have you heard of how people, the rumor of how you know that she's been about? Would I know that? I think, without asking you to roll dice or anything like that, I think that you would, because of, of how important certain individuals are in the city and like how they have fame or infamy, uh, you would recall and um, rumors talk that when, whenever someone hears uh, the sound of wind chimes and smells some exotic spices in the air. It's a pretty good sign that the goddess queen has been near or past. Okay. She'd probably be thinking that as well though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll respond in kind. Uh, of course. Um, when, when she's near, she, you know, she um, has a certain distinctive smell and sound. Indeed. Very correct. Very correct. I'm glad you know it because you did smell back at the haunted house. She was there. Or she at least visited. Why, why would you say I'd know that? Was she did there? you not smell the spices? It wasn't with Gertrude. Somewhere else in the manor. I mean, why, why would you say that? That seems strange. Griffins in the sky? We ourselves came to visit Gertrude? And the, the goddess queen at least passed through that area? I find my, it's interesting my, that you... My question to you is, I did not see you until I ran, ran into you and Cal at the same time. Why would you know that we would see or smell her or hear her? I thought perhaps maybe you did. I didn't know. I mean, did you uh, smell her? I guess, yes. The same way I can smell that you, when you woke up, there was fear in you. But then my sense of smell is keener than most. No comment. Well, Thorn, let me say, it was good to meet you. She holds out her hand uh, to shake your hand. Look, um... As much as I uh, like to do that, I uh, find that in this day and age, um, a shoulder bump or a uh, elbow bump might be better. She instead, as with her hand outstretched like that, she then uh, folds it into another sweeping bow and bows low. Uh, this time she breaks eye contact with you. And as she rises, she quickly turns to the window. And as she stands at the window, she turns back once more. That albino who travels with you, you called him Cal. That's how he addressed us, yes. I... When you come to the pallet court, there is only a couple ways to come into the pallet court. And always you will find that there are kiosks at the entrance, if you don't already know. Please, if you might, ask your companion if he would w sign a contract and donate uh, a little bit of his blood. He will be well compensated. I think you'll have to address that yourself. I'm not going to uh, encourage or otherwise say what my companions will or will not do. 
She looks at you for a minute. Her eyes kind of squint a little bit, looking at you shrewdly. She gives a little bit of a nod, and as she nods, she drops out of the window. And at the speed at which she drops, it almost seems like she disappears. But she... She leaves. What was she thinking when she was looking at me shrewdly? Uh, she was thinking about... The albino was on her mind. Okay. And his blood. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's that. Cool. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Ah. The peace of a dreamless sleep. Your body relaxes as the stresses of the past few days begin to... Wait. What's that? You can feel a pressure building against your sleeping mind, pushing your senses. There's no dream, but suddenly you hear a familiar, odd, high-pitched voice. Daughter. That voice. You know it. It was the voice that spoke from your father's body. This presence. Damnation, he is strong here. Fie. Which, which devil has come? It's quiet. You can still feel that pressure, that weight on you. It hasn't disappeared. Maybe you really are dreaming. You feel an immense pain on your back, your shoulders, your body contorts, your bones shift and stretch and stretch. You can feel large light feathers emerge from your flesh. The pain stops and you open your eyes, tears flowing as the pain subsides. You look left and right as your black wings beat against the sky. Clicker. He is close and so my time is short. Listen, remember and prove your worth. Reclaim the spark and give it to Ari Kalini. She must, she must bring it to Anuas. The voice and pressure fades quickly, replaced by something different. Any questions so far? Hello? What? <laughs> There is no answer, but you feel and you sense something, a sound. It seems familiar. What is that sound? Clicker is looking around on the floor beneath her. A cry pierces the sky and wakes you from your nightmare. You find yourself back in the inn, back in your room's bed. Do you do anything? Okay. Um, so, Clicker wakes up, um, calling and, and then clicking repeatedly, looking around, and first she tries to flap her wings. Okay. And as you're doing that and get there, all of a sudden, you hear... Finally, they'd be off. Instantly, your attention focuses. Why didn't you see it at first? Now you see it there, sitting at the very edge of your bed, looking out the window of your room while Volga still sleeps. Your attention focuses on a woman sitting on the end of your bed playing with a single large black feather. And she says, You're awake. Hello, Hujin. Having bad dreams? They were good. Who are you? What are you doing here? Hmm. Ruffled feathers, fast-beating heart. A nightmare, unless I miss my guess. Are you sure they were good? 
Uh, what does it matter to you? And what are you doing here? She kind of waves the big black feather in front of her as she makes that statement. Come now, Hujin. Feel free to spill the beans. I do be listening. Liquor is going to try and um, reach under her bed where she probably keeps her her rapier. Yep. And is going to try to draw that and stand up on the bed. The as you as you're reaching the small uh, female, which you recognize as a gnome, she stands up on your bed and she gives. Even though she's standing on the edge of your bed, she managed to give a graceful bow and she says, I be Fatma Ra. Now we haven't met, but little birds, they tell me that you travel with an albino, a devil marked, and of all things, a furbolg. Very eclectic. And she bows once more. Might I know your name? Uh, Clicker, as she stands up um, on the bed, trying to find a good footing and uh, extending the rapier out of its sheath, um, pointing it at the gnome. You have no right being here. This is my room. True, true. I don't. I am a stranger. I did steal myself into your room, that's true. But please, we can be civilized. I mean you no harm. Good! Step out of the room! Could we not just have a simple conversation? Flicker just points at the door. We will have our conversation, but you get over there. She looks at you. Uh, she, she wears a smile. She looks very relaxed. She uh, jumps uh, off the bed, doing a little bit of, of flip as she does, and uh, moves slowly, always uh, keeping your line of sight. And as she moves back to in front to the front of the door, she keeps her hands out. Please, Sujin, I just would like to know who you are. Flicker looks to um, Volga. Why is she not waking? Oh, her? <laughs> ah, don't you be worrying. She do, she do be fine. At peace she be. Sleeping. Let her dream. She will wake soon enough. <clears throat> but still, it was... A little difficult to find out about the four of you. I believe we didn't have the chance to meet earlier, but unless I miss my mark and my information is wrong, the four of you were in that house with Gertrude. Yes! How do you know? Little birds, Sujin, little birds. They're everywhere in the city, as long as you ask the right person. Now, I've introduced myself. It's only polite. Can I please know who you might be? Well, if you have little birds, you probably know my name. They call me... Clicker. Clicker. Ah, an excellent name. Excellent. I'm sure there must be a fantastic reason that your parents... Who are your parents? She just slightly shakes her head. None of your business. Okay, okay. I see, I see. Private. I get it, I get it. Still, you don't have the accent of a Nurian. You're not from the Empire. So, no, you're not from the North. Your coloring is not of the North. You're from the South. Like her, uh, more and more Nervous um, about talking to this person, looks over at, at uh, Volga all the time and um, steps down from her bed to find proper footing on the floor. Perhaps I miss my mark. 
It's been such a long time since I've had polite conversation. I forgot, I probably should have mentioned that. Although I am Fatma Ra, I work for my mistress, Lady Alashra Alzania. I come here on her behalf. I've heard that name before. Yes? What do you want? Indeed. Well, first, I would like to extend an invitation. She herself would like to meet you and your companions on the, on the New Year's Eve tomorrow night. Where? Oh, at the Pallet Court, of course. That is where her palace lies. Center of the Pallet Court. The island over there. And she kind of points, like, she's at the door, but she kind of points uh, at the window. Uh, well, actually, no, your window would not be facing, so it wouldn't be pointing at the window. She kind of points in the opposite direction of where your window is, indicating um, a northerly direction from from where you're, you're staying at the, uh, what do you call it? The Cyclops's Liar is the inn that you're staying at. And mm -hmm. she, so it's north of there. Okay. Why not write a letter? Well, we did meet one of your companions earlier this evening. The Albano one. Strange, that one. So strange. And did extend an invitation to him, but to be honest, I really didn't think that you guys, that your group would come to the pallet court. I mean, it's a cursory thing at best. And I, I know the court has their balls. I thought maybe... You might come to the ball, but the lady, she herself, asked for you, sent me to go and speak with you. You're curious. She's curious about you. She has something that belongs to us. I cannot answer that, to be honest. We are her right hand. She asks us to do, so shall we do. Still... She is curious about you. She would like to know a little bit more before you come on tomorrow's eve. I know your name now is Clicker. The group that you travel with. We want our... We want our bar, jar back. I understand. Yes, the jar. The one that was broken. Yeah. Yes. That was leaking necrotic energies like... I don't think it would have lasted much longer. I need it. Do you now? Well, you could take that up with the lady. She does the equivalent of a scoff in a raven folk's mouth and um, finally puts her rapier away that she was still pointing at the gnome all the time. So when you scoff in, um, uh, what is it? Aqu not Aquan. It's Orin, uh, Fatma responds as well, but you can tell how she responds in her Orin. It is, it's not, it's not very well. She's clearly not fluent. Anyway, look, I'm just curious to know where you come from and how you ended up traveling with those three. I mean, a furbolg. I myself, I know who they are, but I've never seen one before. How do you travel with them and the albino? Something odd about him. Would you mind sharing that tale? No. <laughs> and, and clicker, uh moves moves forward again and uh ushers her out of the room with like waving hand gestures i will tell you lady maybe if she gives us back the jar enough now as you uh make your waving of your hand gestures you're waving at her and as you're waving at her all of a sudden you find that you're waving it nothing she's not there and then she responds. I mean, are you sure you don't want to tell? It's so odd that you... Well, look outside. You heard them outside. The griffins. They weren't out above the hunt for nothing. 
Very clearly they were looking. Hell, we came to look. Did you not smell the spices earlier? You've, your group have attracted the eye of the most powerful people in the city. Are you sure you don't want to share how you came by such an artifact? Yes. We pick our allies together. And you came off on the wrong foot, I think, is how the saying goes. Well, then there's this. This is odd. And she, again, she still has the large black feather in her hands. Sitting there on the edge of your bed, debating whether I should wake you or just let you wake on your own. And then of a sudden, you kind of move oddly and this appears. How does this appear? Are you sure you don't want to sh share? I think you were having a nightmare. Clicker uh, is going to try to snatch the feather out of her hands. Okay. So you can give me your sleight of hand check. Nicely done. 19. It's a good roll. But it's not good enough. So you come to go and, and grab the feather from her as she's standing in front of the window. And as you move towards her, she she doesn't... There's nothing about your movement that indicates that you're trying to do anything of the sort. You just move in close. And when you arrive at the window and you arrive uh, close enough to grab at the, uh, the feather, uh, once more, she's not there, and you spin about, and she's back in front of the door again. Stuff like this. I mean, there was... I didn't detect magic. How? You ask many questions. You have little answers. She walks over to you, and she gives you the large feather. Clicker is backing off half a step, um, but as she extends her hand to give her the feather, she reaches out and takes it. And then makes another two steps back and looks at the feather. Give me, give me a perception check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, so as you grab onto the feather, you feel instantly this connection this this feather belongs to you it was yours it came from you and as you hold it there in your hand it starts to disappear in tiny little sparkles that seem to rise up in the air a bit and they fall back down on your hand and as they fall back down on your hand where you'd cut yourself on your forearm earlier pulses and you feel the blood in your heart pumping where you had cut cut there's nothing there anymore of that cut that had formed a knife but it pulses there and as it pulses uh with that 17 you also hear fatma sniffing blood mm. something happened what is that and she's looking you see that she's looking at your forearm you need to go now she looks at you for a long moment as you say that and then she gives a very formal and very deep bow and so that because being a gnome so deep that her forehead touches the ground and uh, as her head touches the ground she you you catch her uh actually give me a perception check again Oh yeah, nicely done. You actually catch her as, so she's at the bottom of the bow and you're watching her so closely now that you see it. She moves incredibly fast. It's just, she doesn't teleport. She just moves very fast. And at the bottom of her bow, she scrambled across so that she's in front of the window once more. And then as she stands at the window, 
She's uh, almost out the window. She stops there. She turns around. Your friend, the albino. When you do come to the pallet court, if you don't mind, at the, ca- at the pallet court, whenever any enters the pallet court, we have kiosks where one might voluntarily, sorry, wrong words, not voluntarily, we pay for people who would like to donate their blood. Would it be too much of imposition if you convince your friend to donate? Flicker looks at Volga and then back at the gnome. Volga starts to stir. And as she starts to stir, uh, when you look back, Fama is gone. She's no longer at the window. Flicker quickly moves back to the to the bed, uh, places the rapier underneath, and lies down as if nothing happened. Okay, cool. And so when you wake up, you'll be level six. Okay. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Volga Shellist, the Farlock Druid. I'm Ivan, a teller of dark and gritty TTRPG stories. No heroes, no happy ends. And I will be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. I will be playing the Isamar? Hexblade, Warlock, Cal, and Thra. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu. Adieu.